Monday on with us. If you're asking yourself, what the hell is Money Monday? Well, you're about to find out today. Uh, we got Dawson Ricketts, Diego here. Um, guys, why don't you Thanks. say hello to the people? Thanks hello, for having people. us, Cardi. What's up, Cardi? How you doing, brother? Uh, oh, doing doing great here. Um, really looking forward to getting into this with you guys. These guys are some of the best people I know with the stock market. They uh, they know everything in terms of finances, so we should really be able to have a good good conversation here. Uh, let's let's start off here. The, the people want to know what is Money Monday. Oh man, Money Monday is the solution to the world's problems, or at least America's problems, that the educational system does no favors for, um, you know, millennials, Gen Z, anybody basically growing up, you get no real treatment to real world uh, financial literacy, investing um, ideas, and just, um, you know, you're taught mathematics, you're taught science, you're taught social studies, you're taught writing, but you're not taught how to truly thrive in this you know, new age economy, which is, um, it boils down to uh, how you want to attack your life. Everyone's subjective in that respect and how much money they want and how they want to live their life and what their version of success is. But ultimately, we want to provide kind of a um, dumb down or explain it to me like I'm five type of a, a outlet. So where people can really just soak in this information that we're talking about. We're talking about stocks. We're talking about business trends in general. We're talking about what's going on with um, uh, just just general, general news going on with econo uh, the economy oh, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So I think uh, really we want to give people an opportunity to understand business school concepts and uh, higher, higher level uh, financial concepts in a simplified format where it's enjoyable to uh, listen to and where they feel like it's not too big of an elephant to swallow where they can, you know, engage with us, ask, ask specific questions. Hey, you know, I don't know if I should be putting into a 401k or a Roth 401k. Well, hey, let's dive into that. You know, I think these are things that people should be aware about and that they, they really have not um, had the privilege of learning about in a, in a public school system unless you go to a university and study it or you do diligence outside of uh, on the Internet by yourself, which uh, that could often lead you lead you towards maybe not the right direction, you know, and, and down a rabbit hole you don't want to go. So it, uh, we, we hope to be personable content creators that also drive value and provide value to the um, people that are consuming and watching us. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything to add? Um, yeah, Cardi. I mean, in a sense, man, like, you know, most people kind of see finance in a world, you know, like your 401k, your mortgage, uh, even a loan. And a lot of people, maybe while it's not uh, that big of a daunting task, people's stomachs turn a little, you know, and they're like, oh, like, I don't even know where to begin tackling this monster. So honestly, I think we're just trying to equip people with the most bare minimum knowledge of you, you telling yourself whatever situation you are in, like, hey, I can handle this, you know. It, it really sounds like you guys are going after the Robin Hooders out there. I mean, Jim Cramer talks about the Robin Hooders every single morning because you see the pre-market. I remember a month ago, see Hertz up 11%. You're like, what the heck is this about? Hertz is a bankrupt company. You'll see all these different stocks for no reason up 5 6 7%. And so I feel like you guys are really trying to educate those individuals because, I mean, as we've seen in the news, there, there can be some severe consequences if you're not – 
um, really understanding what you're doing. I mean, this one gentleman killed himself because he was using margin and didn't even know about it on Robin. So it seems like you really guys are really trying to help that group of people out. And we think that this is kind of a point where it's great that investing has become more accessible to everyone. And it's almost like, like it happened in a, in a blink of an eye where investing used to be more of a professional thing. Or if you had a lot of money, something you did nowadays with free trading, it's something that you can do on your phone at any, you know, business hour of the day. Um, and with as little money as $10. So right now it almost opened the door to a new, uh, amount of people that could invest. The problem with that is that there's definitely a knowledge barrier. The market is a scary thing. The market is this big behemoth. People don't understand it. So really, if you take these people and you throw them into the investment pool and they don't understand it, they're going to get chewed up and spit out. Um, institutions, you know, love doing that with the common investor or novice investors. However, we want to give people a chance and we believe, uh, you know, I think all three of us are in agreement that, um, Ownership of these companies that drive our society uh, economically, to have individual ownership in these vehicles is a beneficial thing for everyone that's partaking in the society. This is almost like a uh, – if it were to continue to evolve where everyone had ownership in the companies, it almost becomes socialism with choice as opposed to, um, you know, government putting their hands about where you're putting your money and how you're making returns. But it's almost like, hey, you decide how you want to get the returns from, you know, you're putting money in these companies. There's got to be some sort of, uh, you know, this whole cycle continues. So we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to, there's definitely a knowledge block. And you're right, man. I mean, Robinhood uh, made it so dang easy for these people to to trade stocks and trade options without even educating the investors. That was the frustrating part about watching it is now the technology is there. The ability to do it is there. We just need to catch up humans. It's a lot like, um, you know, this people being scared that technology is going to take all these jobs. Well, can we educate people that are doing remedial jobs to do higher level jobs so that the whole machine can keep growing with each other as opposed to there being a, a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, to think about what's going on with a lot of these tech companies right now. Um, I mean, you, you look at these companies like these price to earnings ratios, which are supposed to be like the standard metric for how you invest. You're seeing these companies like, and I, I love Tesla. Tesla's my favorite stock in the world. I think they're changing the world. Uh, a lot. You look at their PE ratio, it's like 1100 or something ridiculous. You look at Zoom video, it's like 528 after their massive move. But people keep piling in because they see, wow, this thing keeps going up. It's going to go to a thousand Zoom video, even when that really doesn't make any sense. Rationally. <laughs> you just saw the IPO of Snowflake, too. I think at one point it is 200 times next year's earnings so or next year's revenues so i mean that that is a multiple not really seen since like the dot-com bust and stuff like that um some of these technology companies there's merit to the increase in multiples with the pandemic and everything has put them in position to really thrive more so than anyone thought would happen it's made them kind of you know rise to the top even quicker the push to dis dis digitalization so some of these are, are uh, have merit but others are just riding this ridiculous wave of um ri ridiculous multiples in the market yeah kartik in a sense man it's like 
Um, in a sense to kind of what we're trying to do at Money Monday and tying in with this, it's like almost at this point, like you said, you know, the market's hot and people, like you said, the Robin Hooders, like in a sense, they're not investing. I almost kind of see it as they're gambling. And it almost in a sense, I'm trying to basically, we're trying to educate people in a sense, like, yeah, you know, you can make money. You can also lose money, but it's like, know what you're getting into. Don't just be throwing money at something. I kind of see it right now. Like yeah. the market, I feel in a sense, it's like, if it were a, a roulette table, like, it just keeps coming up red, you know, and everyone on the side got to come black one of these days. Exactly. But like, the thing is like, most people are like, Oh, it's red. It's red. Like, and you, it's been red though. The last like a hundred spins. So, I mean, I can't blame people for, you know, hopping in and betting on red and winning. But however, when that black does hit, you know, in a sense, that's going to be a lot of chaos. And it's kind of in a sense already has, you know, like multiple companies and like we work and just, you know, people just start losing money and, that at that point people are taking it as gambling. It's not gambling if you kind of do your due diligence and know really what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So would you guys and a really popular take right now is oh tech stocks are changing the world. All these tech companies. Would you guys then almost say that you would almost do the reverse? Invest in industrials. Invest in cyclicals that haven't really taken off yet because they haven't gotten the Robin Hooders necessarily. So you don't want to be part of that Robin Hood trap. Potentially, but I do not think you want to miss out on the potential of the tech uh, stocks as well. You know, they with the revolution going on, you're seeing, you know, 5x, 10x on your returns. You don't want to have you don't want to shun your back to that. You know, um, obviously, there's potential that these things come back and come down, which we do see happening with a lot of uncertainty going on. But um, yeah, like Diego said, man, people, it's almost um, it's almost like gambling nowadays where people just think that, you know, whatever they buy, it'll keep going up. Stocks don't go down. When in reality, people need to realize that this, this whole thing, stocks go up, stocks go down. They fluctuate. Sometimes they find that e equilibrium, but most of the time they're either overvalued or undervalued. And it's really about having the knowledge to, yeah. to see that. Um, so like they contract, they expand, you know, they go up, they go down and, People just kind of need to get a grasp of why that's happening. One thing I think novice investors should know, and I love this quote, but it's as prices go up, risk goes up. People think just because stock prices are going up, it's less risky. What the hell is that? You know, people are just, that's, <laughs> that's the psychology behind investing. Everyone's like, oh my God, Amazon's 3000 Oh my God, Amazon's 3100 You've got to put more money, more money in. Realistically, you know, we should have been putting more money in when Amazon was at 2000 Now you should be thinking about, whoa. However, like, like yeah, and this, he's right. But Karnak, in a sense, like, you know, I feel like, like you said, tech companies, like, people see these things, like, as whales, you know, and everyone's hunting these whales. Um, and people don't realize that in the vast ocean, if you do it right, you could be fish, you could avoid, you could ignore those whales completely and go for the home improvement stores, go for the most boring boring stocks in the world the things you know and you know and you will be doing better than the whale hunters you know i i really think though that plays a big psychology into the robin hood community it's like who really wants to buy like smucker <laughs> smucker yeah. stock yeah. like they make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and toast who who wants to buy that you know the sexy name is amazon oh wow they're shipping products all over the world tesla oh man they're, these cars, you look at people driving them down the street. I want to be the cool kid down the street, you know. I want to, I want to be one of those types of people. So you look at those, and I mean, who in the hell wants to buy like sandwiches, you yeah. know? So I think that's something else that's really important. Hey, we're seeing Nikola 
just climb over Ford and General Motors and people so excited that. about. When in reality, man, are we getting ahead of ourselves or what? Let's yeah. let's touch on Nikola. Let's touch on Nikola. I think that's an important one to touch on. Yeah, um, that's something we've actually talked about on Money Monday. We gave an update last week on it, but um, SEC is actually now investigating Nikola. Nikola approached the SEC saying, "Yo, we we want to work, you know, cohesively with you guys or cooperatively." But um, and then now Nikola's also suing that the uh, firm that that released that research article. So it's just gonna be back and forth, but. Honestly, if there's merit to a lot of those things that were in the article, that, that spells some bad news for Nicola. I, I think definitely, especially to our listeners out there, if you have not seen, there's a documentary on Hulu. I'm not sure if it's on anywhere else. I'm sure it's on Amazon. I mean, Amazon's got everything. I know it's not on Netflix, so I've looked. There's a documentary on Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Yep. And how oh, she, uh, she promised the world. Did it at all. She, she promised the world, got into Walgreens, was basically saying, hey, my blood test will give you all the cure to all your diseases. It'll tell you anything you might have. <laughs> when in fact, I could have done the same test because it didn't do anything. It was literally going and drawing your blood as if you were in a hospital or something. And so Trevor Milton, CEO of Nikola, has promised a lot. He's yeah. promised trucks can roll by themselves when they're actually going down a hill. And that's the only reason they're moving down. He's promised they're going to build cars. Last time I checked, they don't even have a factory that's functioning at the moment. I think it's next year they have an actual factory. They have something over in Europe where he said that they got five cars coming off at the end of this month. And then the guy guy reached out to the manufacturer's representative. And they're like, boy, we don't have any cars in production. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And of the Elizabeth Warren, the Bad Blood book. Um, that's a great analysis or comparison right now because it could be true, man. They, they have this crazy secret technology that they want to keep under wraps, but they hope to unveil to make you know make lives great. And uh, you know who knows? What, what if it's so secret? But th- that's my issue with them. Like, first off, their only revenue was Trevor Milton buying solar panels for his own home. That that's their only revenue in the last quarter. But if it's so secret, like if it's something so revolutionary. I would be, as a business owner, really excited if I had built something so revolutionary that, I mean, I would at least make sure people knew there was something there. Like, I wouldn't try to keep it under complete wraps. You you look at Elon, and for how much crap Elon Musk has taken over the years, the dude is never shy about saying, oh, look what we've got coming. He tweeted out about Battery Day, big, big announcements on Battery Day on the 22nd. Trevor Milton seems a little suspicious to me. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm way off base here, but just never been a big believer in Nikola. Never. I, I think this was a very well-timed. Uh, it wasn't an IPO. They went public on a reverse merger, act, the special purpose acquisition company, the blank check companies that are so popular right now, but um, seem to definitely be riding the coattails of the Tesla electric vehicle run-up. And, you know, as, as much as it hurts to say, because it is an Arizona Phoenix-based company, um, it, it, shows, like, it shows you how dangerous, in a sense, momentum can be. Like, the electronic vehicles, like, you know, space. Right now, people, like, big companies, if you fake it till you make it, and if you do it well enough, they will throw billions at you. And that's kind of, in a sense, just people need to conduct their due diligence. You'd think somebody at GM... One of the biggest companies in the world would conduct their due diligence when making a partnership with Nikola. And now I guarantee you that 
lady or man, whoever it was that kind of set that up is really, really the hot seat. Yeah, man. It's it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Let's let's dive in here. Uh before before we uh go more before we like leave um for the day. Let's dive into there's a documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. And I know we all love tech stocks. <laughs> <laughs> and tech stocks and especially tech companies, it's really easy to sign up for. Facebook, all it asks me is for my personal information. Same with Instagram. I mean, it doesn't really ask me for much. It's not asking me for a credit card. Beautiful. I don't really want to spend any money when I go into those places anyways. Yeah. Are they really free? No. Are they free, guys? Guess what? You're spending your attention and your time. And not only that, but, like, your information. That's yeah. the big if, – if you have someone's age – what their interests are in their email, and even in a sense, almost a phone number, that itself is worth its weight in like literally digital gold, you know? It's, and it's nothing's free, which makes sense. But then again, you know, like no one's holding a gun up to your head and saying, sign up for Facebook, sign up for Instagram. You're very much doing it yourself. However, with that free platform, in a sense, it's not free. You know, you're basically feeding them everything that they're looking at. Yeah, I, the analogy I like to look at it as is if you had a field full of zombies and you had something that could capture their attention, the data and the constant uh, learning about the zombies um, to use that uh, more efficiently would be like building a wall around the zombies. All right. And then these zombies don't know really what they're doing. They like it. They, they're getting treated nicely. Maybe they're getting massages like uh like the, getting, yeah, the, getting, the beef, yeah. the what is it from Japan? The yeah, uh, I know, so, Wagyu beef or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but as they're building these fences around the zombies, the zombies are just getting trapped in this thing that they don't even know they're getting trapped in. And boom, out of the sky comes an advertising company to give them a 10-second clip of something. And the advertisement company is going to go pay the farmer to build further walls and walls and walls. So it's like you're just watching a bunch of zombies get trapped into something that they don't even know they're getting trapped into. They're not technically losing or paying any money or anything like that. They're just getting suckered into this stuff. So I think the social dilemma was great to uh, really kind of extract that and, and, and put it right in front of you. If hey, it, this is what's going on. Facebook is the biggest, in a sense, uh, employer of freelance photographers in the world. Literally, like a picture's worth a thousand words. I, if you looked at my Facebook, you would see all my interest in high school. You would see all my friends, what we did on the weekends, you know, and that alone right there can, in a sense, if it's in the right or the wrong hands, you can make a lot of decisions on how to advertise those people, how to reach out to those people, how to basically figure out their their likes, their dislikes. And from that information, that's just cash right there. When, when Diego sees a post that his ex-girlfriend just got back in another relationship, <laughs> the following post is an advertisement of ice cream from McDonald's. It hits him in the heart. He wants to go get an ice cream from McDonald's and feel better about himself. So uh, that's how they're getting it, right? Yeah. Oh man, Diego! Sounds like we got some interesting stories for the next time we're on, we're on here. He's got a lot of exes, so it happens frequently. <laughs> you know, it does make me wonder when. I mean, we have an election coming up here in about a month and a half. These stocks, like Facebook, these companies, they really are charging you a hell of a lot to use them, even though it's not a dollar amount. You gotta wonder: Are they gonna start being regulated? Are is there? In essence, they're cheap. They're a cheap stock compared to all the other tech stocks. But are they really cheap? Are they really that cheap? Because if regulation comes in on them, you could see it almost being like a house of cards where they need to break it up, 
they need to stop collecting certain information and targeting ads. I mean, in essence, that could be the worst case scenario for tech stocks if that happens. Yeah. In the social dilemma, they talk about that exact thing of regulation. Back in the day when, when you had your kids watching, uh, you know, ABC Family or something like that, there was regulations about what commercials they're getting fed on that ABC Family channel. Now when they're on Facebook or they're on YouTube and they're getting deep into videos and deep into scrolling, there's less regulation and less oversight on what they're getting fed and what they're consuming. And it's really dangerous to the specifically the younger population and, you know, realistically, probably the older population as well, getting taken advantage of with misinformation and not even realizing it. Hey, Cardic, in, um, in a sense, man, you know, we all kind of grew up, you know, like we weren't really, I guess, we didn't really know what the tech bubble was in the early 2000s, you know, and whatnot. However, um, we did, in a sense, grow up with, first of all, the internet really not even being a part of your lives. I remember being, a, I remember the day that we got internet at my house and like, it was horrible, like dial up, you know, I couldn't use the internet if my dad was expecting a call because you'd hear that, you know, the wang, 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 wang on your ear. But I remember we got, yeah, exactly. But like, we got the internet and in a sense, it was like, it's literally like the wild west, you know, it was all free roam. Like, you know, no one had any rules on it. There wasn't any regulation. And to be honest, up until recently, um, I'd always kind of been a firm believer of no, like don't break up, you know, big comp like tech companies, you know, like they need to kind of naturally just kind of come about. Um, however, but that's also, you know, in a sense, they are kind of getting too big in a sense, maybe the wild west does need to basically get closed in on the um it needs basically like regulation or in oversight it, in a sense you know? there was a in the when the when the pioneers were coming and exploring america it was free roam you know if you got there first and you got that piece of land you could as far as you wanted that was your land and there was a gentleman that created barbed wire and as soon as he created barbed wire it was basically like the wild west just boom it's it shut down like in a sense that it wasn't free roam anymore you can't just go anywhere and claim it as yours so in a sense, I think the invention of this so-called like, you know, social media barbed wire is starting to take place. And um, I think I was a little naive at first saying, no, it doesn't need to be. But, you know, maybe taking a step back and seeing how big these companies really are. Maybe, you know, maybe they do need a little more regulation, but time will tell. Once Diego started seeing all his vec all of his ex-girlfriends show up on his feed, that's when he realized that this is not a good timing anymore. That's regulation. Stop, Facebook, stop. <laughs> Hey, Cardick, you brought up the election, though, man. I want to go back to that because that is a contentious topic right now. And, um, you know, the, the social dilemma, the, the, the Netflix special just said that misinformation is spread or they use fake news is spread six times faster than real news. And that just goes to show you how how powerful the Internet and kind of group mentality and, and, and previous biases that you have in your brain. These are all powerful things where. Our brain is, you know, millions of years old and hasn't really uh, progressed that much, you know, in the past couple hundred years. But technology has progressed immensely, like stupidly exponentially uh, computing power. And, you know, at some point you're going to have a point where technology is just too powerful for our brains. And it's not even about, you know, our brain's best. It's not saying that technology is better than our brain's best. It's saying that technology is better than our brain's worst. And so technology can sneak into our brain by beating our worst and slowly get better and better and better than our worst. And uh, that's a scary thought. Yeah. It's, it's, very scary. it's not good. It's not good what's going on, but hey, 
something we don't have to worry about because we're not in the government. So <laughs> we're not the ones making the decisions here. Um, but cool, guys, before we go here, a tradition we always love to do on the show, winners and losers. Let's look Let's forward go, to some. That's it, why baby. I woke up this morning. <laughs> Diego, let's start off with you, buddy. Who, right. What stock are you looking forward to as a potential winner for next week? Yeah. I uh, I got it right here. And the only reason I'm pulling up because I want to be sure I'm getting you the right information. It's Pfizer. And their symbol is PFE. And the main reason that I'm kind of, you know, big on them is um, the company's been betting in a sense on a vaccine for COVID and they're really putting a lot of their like eggs in that basket. Um, with that being said though, even if basically like, I think Pfizer is such a big company that they're going to be in part of it regardless of if, if it's their company or not, I forgot what company it was, but they came out and they said the vaccine trials, most of the time, Vaccine stuff is, you know, very under wrap and like in-house. However, this is a different situation and companies have been like, yo, we'll be open about it. You know, we'll kind of tell you what we're going through and stuff like that. So there's more transparency. Um, so I think they're going to be a part of it, even if it is or it isn't in their house. And on top of that, they have a huge international reach and they do so much work with like um, cancer research, blood clot research, just in a sense, I think. Pfizer and, and I sense this week coming up, but I see Pfizer very well. And I think right now they're trading under, I, I don't know the exact number. I think it's around 35 or 36 bucks. So it's under $40. It's not that and quote unquote expensive of a stock. Um, but it's these big companies that most people, you know, you, you don't think of a vaccine company being sexy right now, but. Hey, Robin Hooders, you heard Diego. Go ahead and jump on in. It's right in your wheelhouse under $40 a share. Let's go buy that thing up. Yeah, You'll yeah. wake up. It's at sixty bucks a share with no re no reason whatsoever. <laughs> reason, just... <laughs> All right, Dawson. Well, what what do you think here? What's a potential winner in your well, book? I don't necessarily think that this winner is going to be winning next week, but I think at right now you got a good entry point for the long term. And uh, my winner right now for the long term, as of this week, is a uh, Lyft. L Y F T. Um, a Lyft IPO'd around, I think it was $72 um, back a couple of years ago. And they started this year around $50. And since that, right now they trade at $30. So it's really just been a hammered stock, beaten down, beaten down, beaten down. They just went under the $10 billion market cap uh, figure. So I think right now that this is a company that, you know, as we start to end these lockdown restrictions, you heard, uh, I think it was Jamie Dimon saying, let's get guys back into work. <laughs> You're going to start seeing, you know, the economy kind of come back to normalcy. I think, um, you know, coronavirus for the most part is under wraps. We're not we're not worried about this massive pandemic anymore like we were initially. There still could be, you know, uh, a second wave. And I, I totally see that as a possibility. But I do think Lyft is positioned long term to be the number one ride-sharing company um and i you know i put that on uber right now but lyft is just focused on it uber's got so many different things happening that lyft their singular goal is to make your ride experience the best and ride-sharing i think is going to be just become more and more popular um going forward so yeah i like lyft right now just from a value standpoint um on, uh, around 30 dollars uh, i think there's no reason why it can't get to pre-pandemic levels of 50 60 70 100 um 
you know, a market cap of $10 billion is really not that high for a company that can be global and really a technology company that relies on contracted workers. Now, they have had um, legal uh, problems in California. California is trying to pass a bill to make their drivers uh, at, classified as full-time workers or workers with benefits as opposed to contractors. That's a big deal. From what I understand, it's Usually. getting a lot of pushback. Um, you know, there's a good good thought to make good to try idea. to protect yeah. your workers. Yeah. But at the same time, the workers are like, dude, we love it. We have these opportunities to work when we want, how long we want. The pay really isn't that bad. Reports come out and they say Lyft and Uber drivers are actually getting paid decent wages, you know, and when it, when all factors are taken into account. So um, I just like the long-term prospects of Lyft. They're not trying to do too much. Um, I think Uber might be – I think Uber will be a, a monster company in the future, but right now they just don't seem to have uh, a singular idea figured out. It's more of just like, hey, we're going to be this massive tech platform. But right now, Lyft is singularly focused on the ride sharing, and I think that'll start to come back in the next year, back to normalcy, and we should see Lyft back to pre-pandemic highs. Yeah, just to draw on that a little bit, Dawson, um, going back to that Robinhood debate, a lot of Robinhoods love the sexy names, and I think that's why you have more volume potentially in Uber. Yeah. More yeah. people know about Uber. More people think, oh, Uber's yeah. sexy. You know? With Robinhooders, man, we're moving from technical analysis to just like psychological analysis. What did people like? What are they going to put their money into? Um and, you know, there's good things about that, like sustainable companies or ethical companies, ESG companies that you would yeah. see, hey, here's why I want to put my money into this green company. But like right now we're putting you know, people are putting money into companies that they just like or think they're sexy as opposed to are doing good for the world or, you know, it's, they're, they're good value. It's In a sense, I think it's kind of that like um, momentum. I think psychology, you know, in a sense, it's very real, you know, but um I feel like that can kind of disappear very, like very quickly. It has no meat. It can go as quickly as it comes. Yeah, with momentum. All right, and it goes quick when the sell-offs happen. Uh, all of a sudden, the market all at once wants to sell off, which is a massive problem. <laughs> uh, so, Cardiff, we got our, our our winners this week: Pfizer, Lyft. What do you got? So mine is not going to be for this week. It's going to go off of the theme you guys are doing. It's going to be throughout the end of the year. We're we're changing this up a little bit here. <laughs> I love lululemon right now oh, it's good call. trading trading about under 315 around 315 why i love lululemon a their company it's not that expensive of a stock their price to earnings is in the 70s or 80s so it's not that bad for a growth stock um why i love them right, that would be bad for a normal apparel company but this is not a normal apparel company it, this is growing apparel company it's, like it's, it's growing it's growing but why i love them September is a bad month for stocks. Everyone knows that it's historically the worst month uh, on the calendar for stocks. But October through December, you start having people think, oh, what's coming up? Holiday shopping season. You've got Black Friday coming up in November. Christmas and the holiday season in December. A lot of women love their Lululemon pants. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys wear yeah. Lululemon shorts <laughs> clothing. Yeah. And so... I'm, I'm looking at what kind of stock A is off of their highs. Lululemon's high was around $400, so they're well off their high. Yeah. What stock has that potential here to really, A, not just get back to their highs, but see revenue accelerate in the year end? I think Lululemon's a stock that marches back to their highs by year end, maybe even above their highs at year end, just because 
everyone's going to start buying pants, especially women. And so I want to be on that trade. I don't want to be betting against them. So I'm looking, looking to that. There are so many uh, companies trying to become an alternative to Lululemon. And I see on Instagram girls, you know, pushing, you know, this, this company or that company for leggings. But at the end of the day, I think girls realize Lululemon is just top of the line stuff and they, they will pay for it. And yeah. not only that, but like, yeah, they will. It's pay almost for it. like Apple AirPods. People want AirPods. I mean, yeah, there's 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 the generic AirPods that you see, you know, on the I've seen some at the gas station. Yeah. You can buy them for thirty bucks, but you want the Apple AirPods for two hundred bucks. Why? You want the Lululemon and, pants as well. I mean, and it's you know just what? Natural. In a sense, I think Cardiac. I think you're right, man. With um, you know, they're like they're good quality in the sense they're not the cheapest. However, I think a lot of people that had planned spending money on going on vacations or you know just general spending. This 2020 is gonna have the biggest asterisk. I think literally since 2001, like 2000. However, those people that aren't like even regular people that, you know, maybe instead of not going to Bora Bora, maybe they go to the Grand Canyon, that money is still in their bank accounts. And maybe they're going to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't really spend so much this year on like, you know, the regular stuff. Why not buy myself a nice pair of Lululemon pants or shirts? Because they are great, man. And, and the markup, the markup is unreal. Like you go into a Nike store and an Adidas store. And you see, they're like, oh, 20 bucks for a pair of shorts. I went into a Lululemon store, and I, I'll admit, I have a couple pairs of Lululemon shorts. I got <laughs> talked into buying them. I, I walk out of the store. I'm like, holy crap, I just spent 68 bucks on each pair of shorts. That's, I could buy three pairs of shorts for the same price as one yeah. pair of shorts. But yeah. people do it. And so I don't want to fight the trend. I really don't. I think they're growing. Well, let's go off to, before we leave here, we got to need our losers. Diego, oh, man. stock. Do you despise this week? Um, despise is a strong word, but let's use it. I despise GoPro man, and the letters are G P R O. And there's really only three reasons why I don't like it. Um, less activity, you know, like those big, like you know, the race car drivers, the surfers, the people that are doing, you know, jumping out of airplanes. They usually use GoPros. In a sense, that's kind of stopped in the world right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but um, so that's one reason. Drones right now, obviously, you know, drone, like drone racing, drone videos, all that, it's coming up. But I already feel like literally like having a GoPro in your hand or even on a stick, that already seems ancient to me. When you can literally have a flying drone, not only getting way better quality of videos, but it can go way farther than it being limited to a stick in your hand. Um, so I think drone technology is going to basically push GoPro out. And then the last reason, man, which I hope, if anything, I hope I'm wrong on this one. And if anything, I hope this is not a reason, but the U S China relations, man, they were so sour at like 2018, 2019, they kind of got a little better with like, you know, stopping the like embargo or yeah, embargoes on, you know, like tariffs and stuff like that. And now, man, they're just this, you know, new, like just soured it, man. So um tiktok's kind of a big thing you know people are kind of in a sense scared of how much the chinese government's in the chinese technology companies and a lot of microchips come out of china and just the advancement of the you know the actual stuff inside the camera um it's just trickier man so not a big fan of gopro right now and then diego going off of that point you could even see that tiktok deal 
It's it's big, not for TikTok. I, I'm not the biggest fan of TikTok. I don't really see TikTok in the same vein as I see a Facebook or an Instagram. Sure. But you had the U.S. government intervene in a Chinese type of technology company. What if it's the flip side? U.S. companies in China that have a supply chain there. What if China says, hey, let's exactly. do something about this? It can get messy. It can get real messy for everyone. And you know what, man? At this point, I... As sad as it is to say, I don't know if it's really like, you know, they want to protect the proprietary of the co each country's, you know, business. Or if at this point it's a little bit of an ego. So whenever there's this much, like we're a globalized in a sense world, man. Now, like, you know, you know what people are doing in India. You know what they're doing in Bora Bora. So we're not going back from that. And if we have countries just dealing blows left and right, like someone's going to feel that blow. It's not just set in the air and that's it. You know, it, it has effect. Cool. Stay away. GoPro. No go. Dawson. Um, kind of going off Diego's trends of things getting left in the past. Uh, my stock to, to stay away from right now would be these, uh, you know, traditional car companies like General Motors, for instance. Um, I, so that's who's going to be my loser this week. But I just think with all the uh, bullshit going on with Nikola Motors, um, General Motors is just kind of in over their head. They're trying to kind of meet that next wave, but they might not be going about it the best. Um, for some reason, I just have a better opinion of Ford, and I can't put my finger on it. Um, they got the electric vehicle Mustang coming out. They, they seem like they're making a, a, a better kind of push towards that realm. But GM just – More genuine. G, yeah, and GM just seems like they're trying to partner their way into it. I saw that they made an investment in Rivian, which I love Rivian, man. They have the backing of Amazon, 100,000 uh, vans or trucks being uh, – are pre-ordered from Amazon right now with Rivian. So I, I, I like the future of car companies. But I like future car companies. I don't like, you know, these old car companies. Um, yeah, at a yeah. certain point, it becomes cheap enough to want to get into. But right now, with all the BS going on and, and, and the drama and the dilemma that the potential partnership with Nikola, unless it's all roses and fine and dandy, then it'll be a great stock to be in. But right now, I just think that that poses way too much of a question mark and uh, fogginess going forward for the next, you know, foreseeable future. Yeah, and if I, if you guys don't mind me adding and agreeing with Dawson completely, um. These big companies, you know, in a sense, they've been around since literally like World War II, you know, Volkswagen, GM, you know, Ford, all these companies. In a sense, they've, they've lost the confidence and the trust of the regular people like Volkswagen, like Emissions Gate. You know, they were tampering their equipment to just pass emissions. And then their luxury dealer, Porsche, people don't realize there's mainly four or five big auto companies and all those underneath, the Porsches, the luxuries, the BMWs, all that are under these big umbrellas. And if the umbrella has a big hole, imagine the little umbrellas underneath it. So yeah, to Dawson's point, I, that's pretty good, you know, pretty good to bring to light. What, one saving grace might be low interest rates for the next couple of years, uh, really, you know, helping out the financials. However, uh, that's not a long-term thing. That's not a real shining endorsement right no. there. <laughs> well, you can go off with his low interest rates. No go, no go. <laughs> you, hear, you hear the people. People stay away. Yeah, all the legacy automakers stay away. <laughs> we don't like them. Who's your loser this week? My loser has actually been a winner. Wasn't a winner from me, but it's been a winner over the last couple months. Actually, a few months. So one of my coworkers and colleagues used to tell me, workhorse, buy the horse. They were at like $2 a share. Buy them. And I was like, hell no, I'm not buying the workhorse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about the workhorse. I'm not buying a $2 stock. 
workhorse is over $31 now. I look like an idiot. I'm going to continue to look like an idiot because I'm going to say I I don't really short stocks. But, man, that is ripe for a short. That stock has gone up in a straight line. I I understand they got a trucking fleet that the post office is potentially going to buy. I understand that. But the post office might not be there in two years. You never know. <laughs> so I am not a fan of the horse. I think that thing is going to crash and burn one of these days. It's got all the Robin Hooders. And literally, if you want a textbook definition of a Robin Hood stock, workhorse. it is workhorse. It is workhorse. They have skyrocketed for no reason. <laughs> I, was, I was a part of that skyrocket, but I was not. So, oh, but, yeah. Hey, tell your buddy next time he's got a pick, he's got to come on, right? Oh, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know, and I'll let Crypto Dan know. Come on. He loves the horse also. But <laughs> but before we leave, give a shout-out to Money Monday. Tell tell the people out there where they can follow you guys, where they can find you, where they can ask you any question they might have. Diego. Yeah. Might have women come on there to ask <laughs> I got a I am I got a great girlfriend right now, and so if she sees this, you know, Daytona, your great girlfriend. Um, right now, guys, we are on Instagram, and the the handle is Money Monday. However, with the O's as zeros, we didn't beat them to the punch with getting the regular Money Monday, so we had to, uh, you know, adapt. However, it is Money Monday, and uh, literally, just if you ever want to get just the basic, the most bare minimum, layman terms, financial, um, in a sense, just knowledge, that's a good spot to go, guys. Um, it's it's nice, you know. We're we're been building it for about two months now, so gonna keep going. Just gonna keep the snowball, you know, rolling and um, check us out. Yeah, and Diego wanted to shout out his girlfriend. I also have a nice dad. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to. So, <laughs> dude turned fifty five yesterday. Yeah. So happy birthday to Mark Ricketts. Um, yeah, come check us out. M zero N D A Y. M zero N E Y. And uh, yeah, we'll make your money Monday dreams come true. We also do like Saturday morning stocks by the pool. So today's stock actually was Lowe's and uh, we dive in a little bit about kind of what's going to impact or drive that stock going forward for the next uh, yeah foreseeable future. So come check us out on Money Monday, but Cardiff, thank you for having us on, man. This was awesome. Yeah, um, man, this was unreal. As so- always en- enjoy talking about uh, what's going on and and uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can help as many people out as possible to just kind of grasp kind of what's going on in the economy. What's going on with each specific company? How can I analyze this and how can I use this to my advantage? You know, if, if we think larger than ourselves, uh, we're going to go a long way. Totally. I'm going to put the link to the Instagram uh, in the description here so everyone can just copy and paste that into Instagram. Um, I think that's <laughs> that's a good idea, but also everyone can check them out. They're seriously doing some great stuff. So. Looking forward to it, guys. Looking forward to having you guys on again. And um, let's hope our winners are actually winners and our losers are actually losers. Bet against the horse. Bet yeah. against the horse. Bet against the horse. Bet against GoPro and GM, man. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, guys. We will see you guys hopefully here pretty soon. All right, Carl. Thanks a lot, Take man. Care. Appreciate it.